Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. So, I feel like I haven't seen you guys in at least three hours. Ages. Yeah, last time we did a podcast, I think I wore the same shirt. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) Wild. It's funny. Did you guys all change? Works up. What? What? I just got a little cold. It's it's, checking on. It's the winter season. (laughs) It's the Lakers. It's a throwback episode. (laughs) Luke kind of dipped his toes in the water and (laughs) took him out. I get a half- I wear the half hoodie. It's the thing I'm trying to start in the office. Mm-hmm. Can you, you also bring it, back crop the, it. the tie? Tie the hoodie no, around I your waist? I can't get on board with that. <laughs> yeah? The hoodie around the waist, I'm out. What's better is the flannel around the waist. <laughs> that is better, I, I guess. I mean, that's, it's pretty much back. It's, yeah? But it's about the rest of your I attire. Love that. I'm wearing gym shorts. I'm not tying anything around my waist. Yeah, I'm strictly okay. comfort at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we been, also have the, the luxury to been not have a strict... Forever. Code. Yeah, you know, every now and then it, it's nice to put on a, a pair of slacks, you know. But uh, slacks. I don't. I don't say that word. Dressy pants. <laughs> but slacks. Uh, yeah. Even then, it's it's just hilarious. I'm like, if I can't go in, like, you know, the word slacks makes you it makes it seem like that's comfortable. I think I need to get some new slacks. dress clothes, some stuff that just uh, feels more comfortable than like because I. I always dread putting on dress clothes. Like, well, I, I dread it so much. Well, nowadays, like I like, count down the days when I know I have a meeting, I need to dress up yeah, for. It sucks. It's awful. Well, I think I need to invest in a couple of good pairs of like like Fabletics. I think came out with like dress pants, but they're basically yeah, like like elastic and they're basically Fabletics always just like, does crazy deals during the year too, mm-hmm, like seventy percent off for your yeah. order. If they had like some like like Lululemon. a blazer and you a have suit to like that was like super get that subscription stretchy. though. So uh, you just got it. My you problem get the is subscription. Order your stuff. Cancel, cancel it immediately. It. Yeah. yeah, they got my brother on that one. Subscriptions make you me nervous. You just got to set that alarm to cancel. They make me yeah. nervous. Set the, subscriptions make you nervous? I used to be so scared to commit. See, now you're married. I used you to be all about like. I was, I was more willing to commit to marriage <laughs> than I was Netflix, a subscription. Bro. <laughs> like, that's funny. I'm so Even scared like a little Netflix <laughs> when it was $5. No, I couldn't. But you I don't know, know whose Netflix account I have. Right uh, that's hilarious. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah most people are that guy, I would say. Yeah. There's probably only a, there's a, a lot of people that use side. my account. <laughs> yeah, I barely use. I did get into Grey's Anatomy because I never watched it, and there's a lot of episodes there, but. Yeah, but wouldn't really recommend, honestly. Let's talk about subscriptions. I used to be like when auto pay was started to become a big thing, like with like bills and stuff, like car payments. I just got so nervous. I was like, Yeah, they're just gonna take money from my account. <laughs> now it's like no, it's hilarious. I need auto pay. I want to know when it comes out. Your, yeah. Are you guys' yeah. parents you like the same coffee? way? I don't have fresh coffee. I have microwaved coffee. There's some yeah. coffee over there if you want to. It is over there. The pot was empty when I took a peek. Oh. The Justin. pot was empty. Was that you? Oh, no. I took a little, but there was some <laughs> left. There was some. Mm. There was a definitely little, enough for another cup or two. These are all very uh, really? indescript cup. words we're using. I thought so. I took a little. Lisa, may I have some more? I'm going to work on our uh, British slang and just pepper it in there. A weapon. The pods. A we could definitely offend some people there. 
Tweeb. Our horrible British accents. If you're listening, you should go back and re-listen to some podcasts and try and listen to me and Gabby secretly talking to each other during conversations. Really? We say things like, we're like, I heard, Quan. I heard you. Oh. Yeah, we, like make eye contact. I got that. People yeah. can go back and look for little Easter eggs. Little Easter eggs, yeah. How neat. <laughs> Get that view Sounds count up. Thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that, uh, yeah. See who. See if you can uh, find them all. That's funny. The like journey begins. Pokemon. Yeah. Is oh, there, did weird. we decide that there was a, a Pokemon that looked like a sperm? Is that what we talked about before? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, well, there's ones that are like little worms. Yeah. Like a snake. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a couple no, of them. Maybe it was a name that was something close. Justin is Zygote. a Pokemon master. That's it. Zygote. Zygote. Sound yeah. like a Pokemon. Justin has indeed caught them all. <sighs> I wish I could say that. You're closer you know, than most, my friend. My main beef with uh, Pokemon when it first came out, uh, the video game, was you could only get, unless you had, unless you were like... Unless mom and dad were hooking it up, mm-hmm. like, and you had, like, all the... You needed people to trade with to get, like, certain Pokemon. Like, they mm-hmm. came out the game, and the theme is, go to catch them all, and it's impossible to catch them all. You have to trade. Right. It's ruthless. It's messed up. You need, you need people to trade with you. You could have probably had them all originally when the first set came out. There was potential for you to probably get them all. So the kids... And since then, there's all being privileged, so boys. many different... You'll never get them all. There's an infinite There, there can't be a I'm guy. I'm base set. Base set. You think there's a guy that has them all? 100. Oh, for be. sure. Well, because all you need to do really is oh, like you just you? need two different Game Boys, and then you can play You're one game, about the game to trade it. Oh, the game, yeah, yeah. I I never really did the card game actually very much. I I, I was into the those yeah, games. Not many are Game Boy game though. Legendary, dude. Oh, more people have Pokemon cards than people that know how to play. I'll. That's probably true, dude. Absolutely. Every now and then, I'll sit down on the emulator and just like relive my like. I would play that Young right now. Years, I'm just like, oh, who do I start? I love, with? I yeah. love playing old video games. You know what's annoying though? Now, like, because like, if you're it's so an, exciting, that's for you're sure, an adult, Justin. and now you have the resources where if that came out now, you could have done it, dude. So it, what's annoying, no. right? So it's like, it's not like, okay, it's like my parents did what they could for, like, they did, they provided me a great life, whatever. But I will whatever. say, I will yeah. say, I will but say they, that they not, blew it with Pokemon. Thing is, no, I'm an adult, and it's like I. I can buy things for myself, like, and it's not yeah. just on my birthday and Christmas. <laughs> so, bro, they, the problem is really... now. I wish I, with the resources I have, I wish I could go back when I was a kid and buy all the shit I wanted. You know what There's I mean? Like, time just machines like, for because ah, now I, bu- I go to like look at it. I'm like, I could buy this, but it would be unexciting at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is such. You a never know. It might. <laughs> it might. It might really just make you happy. I'm just, heart I'm just picturing Might. seven-year-old Justin panicking about which Pokemon to start with. Dude, you know, I always started with uh, Bulbasaur just because I felt like he got no love. That's I was fair. like, nobody wants the Leaf one. I was a Squirtle I was like, guy. I'm going to get the, the Leaf one and beat everyone with him. Squirtle was my guy. I didn't play. So. Dude. Mm. I'm sorry. I was big into Mario, Zelda, Halo. Solid. Solid I like stuff. that. I mean, the first Halo came out when I was still, I think, in middle school. Yeah. Gab, did you play Pokemon? No. I watched it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Solid. show was great, too. Mm-hmm. I might have caught it. Would a few that also of those. classify as anime? Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think Crazy. Sure. I never pictured picture myself an anime guy. And then, like, turns out two of my favorite shows are anime. Yeah. Have you ever seen that anime show on Netflix? I think um, Jaden Smith does, like, the voice for one of the main characters. Let's see. I have not seen it. He seems like the anime type. Yeah, it's not. 
it's not shocking necessarily. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Christina. Neo, Christina like asked me. Neo. She was like, "Do you ever get into anime?" I'm like, "I mean, I like Dragon Ball Z." She's like basically saying that she hates anime because like she hates the animation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that literally all it means? What? Anime. Animation? No, no, no. I'm saying she hates the type of anime. Like she right. hates that Japanese animation. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I just remember Dragon Ball Z, where it's just like his 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 levels are reading nine thousand. <laughs> Oh, and it's like when you that go back and so good. <laughs> you go back and so rewatch, good. bro. That was just, Vegeta. I yeah. just like my mind, so Vegeta. <laughs> Dude, I was just happening. Exactly. We would go back and just when and we just, like binge it, and you realize like half the episode is just oh, that's not possible. <laughs> and you're just it's like, like it cuts to one guy, huh. cuts to the other guy, cuts to the other guy, yeah. cuts to the other guy. It's like a five minute episode. No and then one you just moves. Drag it out. No one moves. No wonder. It's like, just like they're just sitting there. Oh, Justin. Thank, thank you for that. Did I just remember? I remember watching and like it was just so frustrating because you're like, it felt like it's nothing was happening awesome. each episode. And now it just makes more sense when you go back. You're just like wow. That's, that must be where that it's not possible came from on the golf it's course. Not possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, in just absolute disbelief. We gotta attach that yeah. video to one of these. Oh my gosh, that's so great. <laughs> so we're gonna get into the content a little quicker. It's oh. only nine minutes in, but I feel like people would appreciate it. Um, so today we're gonna talk about politics in the church and do they mix? <sighs> Is it appropriate? Naughty, naughty, um, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, in a basic sense, um, largely, I do not believe they mix at all. Um, but we will kind of get into that. Um, what was I telling you to look up for this? I don't remember. Did I tell you to look up anything? If you did, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard because... Because, uh, well, I so, mean... What do you so, so politics shouldn't be in the church? Should the church be involved in politics? Hmm. Isn't it the same thing? Spe- be uh, why don't you describe what you mean by politics? This is one of those like all politics. All squ- so back to the squares. So should should we be telling people who to vote for in church? Uh, I mean, I'll take it to the extreme, personal, right? So, yeah. like, if people, if someone from the stage is like, hey. You know, we really, you know, and they basically get around to it and they're basically telling you to vote for one candidate or another. Oh boy. Right. So, I mean, yes, there are, there are certain like fringe ideas and different things that, um, that people like to, uh, discuss right in the church. So, uh, not fringe, um, I guess hot topics is what I meant. Um, so, you know, things like, like abortion, um, you know, uh, gay marriage, like the whole, um, the stuff about the critical race theory, all that stuff, you know, you argue any of that in church and mm-hmm. people do. Um, but <clears throat> is it, is it basically the church's job to take an official position, you know, cause you ever ask, like get people like, Oh, what's the church's official position, you know, on mm-hmm. this, which I think is stupid. Mm-hmm. Church should never have official, official position on anything. Um, that's not specifically just outlined in scripture. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it doesn't yeah. even like, it's it's just like I think that's a trap people set for the church too. Mm-hmm. They they want to corner them and say, "Hey, what's your official position on yeah. you know on um on abortion?" Right? And it's just like, well, now the church feel now now like whoever answers that question is going to feel cornered, right? Um, and I think people do that on purpose, right, to make the church look bad. Uh, so I definitely feel for for them in that regard. But when it comes down to it, and you know, we get to election time and 
basically, you know, it's just the pastors leveraging their position on the stage and saying, you know, hey, you know, we just feel like this is the best candidate to vote for, or what? However, they bring it up. Um, Have y'all been a part of that? Has that happened uh-huh. to you? Really? Yeah. That That's happened nuts. happened recently, um, last term. But wow. <clears throat> aside from that, is it's just politics period right it doesn't you don't even have to have a pastor that's doing that to you right like telling you basically like this is who you should vote for without saying it or implying it well um, half of the problem in today's climate is everything is such more or so much more polarizing where like before you just you, you can have disagreements with people you know and that's fine and still be friends but it's like i feel like now more so than ever it's like people on either side of the political aisle, literally look at the other side and think it's not just like that. Like my idea is better than your idea. It's literally like you're evil, right? right. Because of the like positions that you hold, right? So that's the hard part because it goes, it could go both ways. Like getting well, into this, most whole, people aren't even willing to listen. Well, especially with side. what we went through this last cycle with mm-hmm. all the Trump stuff. It's like super polarizing. Yeah. Some people are just like. Basically, he's like the second coming of Jesus, and then some people are just like he's the Antichrist. <laughs> well, what I found interesting is that, and I think I covered this on one of the other podcasts. Yeah, what I said on other podcasts is like when he first came out before he won the primary, it was like we need to get rid of this guy. Like this mm-hmm. guy's toxic. This guy, this guy's no good. Including my parents. I mean, they, they hated him. Yeah. <clears throat> but now it's like. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, I, I mean, it, it's crazy how that stuff changes. I'm going to say it like this. If I need brain surgery, I want the best surgeon. I don't care if he's a jerk. And I know that's totally off topic, but. Sure. Yeah, I mean. Not to plug anyone one way or the other. I would say Trump's not. Emotional I now. wouldn't say Trump's a brain surgeon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 In the analogy. Yeah, if, I, yeah. if there's someone that's so, running. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Be a little rough on my edges, my but. thing is just like I, you know, this plays to because the church is so political, okay, right. and and I understand that we could define what's politics, what does it mean when it's in the church, because the church is so political. It, they've been easy to it's been easy to marginalize people in the church and marginalize Christians and call them all in one category and just like then all of a sudden that's free reign to call. Anyone, anything that, you know, would be assimilated to a, a hardcore conservative. So it's just like, you know, bigots, racist, you know, all that stuff. Now that falls on, you know, the church's shoulders because it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, uh, honestly in the church, there should be a healthy, um, there should be a healthy conversation and healthy like discourse, you know, of different kinds of ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Like a lot of times, like it's just like you said, it's just like you're just looked down on for having any kind of alternative viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's, I mean, I think obviously that's that's toxic, but at the same time, it just makes it super easy to marginalize um, the church. Like I said, uh, <laughs> so well, part of the challenge too is like our roots were like in the fourth century. They really married the the New Testament. Largely the church and the Roman government with Constantine and all that Council of Nicaea stuff. So it's like so many of our roots are based in this marriage to government where, you know, whether it's a power thing or influence. Um, so we kind of tried to uncouple that, but it's it's tough when a lot of, I mean, all the churches want to benefit from the 501c3 statuses and stuff like that. So you're kind of forced to marry the government in one respect if you want the the 
financial breaks. Yeah, and and I would say the biggest, I mean, if you want to come down to it, the biggest issue that that kind of comes up, like hot topic, is abortion, right? That's the biggest thing I would say that most people would say, well, I mean, just because this is kind of just the the one thing that really pushes me to this side or that side. Um, and, I mean, I think that's, first of all, I never think one issue is enough to push anyone to one side or another. I mean, that's just, yeah, there's a lot of things yeah. you could say about that. But, you know, you look at, okay, well, what could we say about, I mean, so when you look at the GOP as a whole, and you say, okay, so if we take it, them as like the capitalist party, right? If you want to just go extremes, go capitalist party, communist party. Um, it's, it's it, you know, it says in, uh, I think it's in Luke, um, those who want to get rich fall into a trap of ruin and destruction. I mean, essentially what it sums up is, is like, you know, Christ followers must choose between God and money. Mm-hmm. And we've mm-hmm. I've, I've said before how capitalism, it's just, it requires greed as fuel to run, right? So it's like, how come people, you know, citizen, why do people, why do people wait so heavily things like abortion and stuff like that, but literally ignore anything as it relates to capitalism? I mean, cause I think that hits home for a lot of people. It's easy for like some old, you know, man and woman who's been married forever, who are empty nesters to be like, all right, well, I absolutely no abortion and this and that. But then at the same time, it's just like they've hoarded all this money so that they could have security for their future. Yeah. Right? So you, how do you reconcile that? Like what's the, you know, how, how are we going to just say, okay, well, I've identified this as a sin, so we need to stop this and we'll legislate against this. Yeah, right. at the same time, I'm absolutely for, you know, being greedy and getting <laughs> what you can, and that's how the country, you know, that's what this country is founded on, and, you know, that's how it runs. Yeah. I mean, how, how are we okay with that? You I know, mean, I don't – and I'm not saying like, again, I, I like capitalism, but I'm being devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, what? Devil's you know, avocados. Devil's avocado. I'm not going to steal Justin's it. thing. I stole it from someone. Trademark, it's all right. Trademark, JP. Yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's Well, I just think about like drop Jesus in America 2022 and, you know, I think that's where a lot of times he's walking around and it was it was a lot of the religious people would always try to ask him these questions to kind of try to back him in a corner yeah, and trick him things mm-hmm. that, like, cause it, cause he was a very, like he wasn't trying to be political, but he was kind of created to be a political figure by a lot of the, you know, the culture that day. So it's like, sure. There'd be a lot of aspects. Cause when I think of like conservative capitalism type, it's more so big emphasis on personal responsibility. And then if you go more to the liberal side or like kind of socialist side, I guess, it gets a little bit more into the corporate. There's a corporate responsibility, um, and that's kind of really high value for that. So the the, per, the individual kind of sacrifices for the good of the whole, whatever. Challenge is there's there's good aspects to both systems, right? Yeah. Like Jesus, 100 percent would have been all about the concept of personal responsibility and not like says if man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And so it's like obviously Jesus would be a very like hardworking individual and believing personal values. But we also seen his ministry, you'd have an incredibly high value for helping the disenfranchised or the, yeah. you know, the forgotten the whole the, idea of bringing the tithe to the storehouse is a socialist kind of, well, idea. and Jesus was pretty anti materialism, you know, he's right. pretty clear about it. So he wasn't, I mean, says the son of man didn't have a place to lay his head down at night. So I think Jesus was politically uh, centered. You hear that mm-hmm. everybody? Just yeah. hot take. 
not saying. Shout like, out Jesus. Like meaning he wasn't on one side or the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's just hard because, you know, it's not happening like all over the place. I'm sure most pastors kind of, I would, I would hope that you approach it in with, with wisdom and humility, not like having the answers. And I think what you mentioned earlier, kind of talking about like, I, I just feel like the church really, instead of taking like positions like that or like hard stances on certain things, just like empower your people to like have a real relationship where it's like certain things are black and white, right? In the Bible, never mm-hmm. okay to steal, never okay to murder, never okay to do certain things. There's other things. There's a lot of gray area. Where yeah, that's like, my, that's my thing. Learn even if your, it's, learn discernment, even if it's those things. So like, so I'll just use abortion as the example. Cause it's the easiest one. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people, you could say, yeah, God outlined all these things that aren't okay. And abortion, a lot of people say that, oh, well, how do you, when do you define a life as a life, right? And they can get into those conversations. But outside of that, it's like, well, we can define life however we want. But at the same time, it's just like, it doesn't matter what the Ten Commandments say. If people don't ascribe to the Bible and the God that we believe in, right? why are we holding them accountable to our book of law, right? Mm -hmm. I can think it's abhorrent and the worst thing ever to abort a baby, you know, it passed a certain time. Right. And I could have that personal viewpoint, but why am I, why am I trying to get legislation passed to where it just prevents people doing that? Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it sucked. Like I do, I, I don't agree with it. Right. Like in most cases, you know, um, there are definitely cases where I feel like it's appropriate, like personally, um, I'm not a woman. I can't imagine going through mm-hmm. that situation. Right. As well. Um, but the thing is, it's like, why, I mean, we're, we're, <clears throat> it's like, we're fighting this, but it's just like, I, I mean, I can't get, I can't point to the book and, and, you know, prove to people why they should feel a certain way when it's just like, they may not have that conviction because they don't know Christ. Like why, um, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I'm, well, I'm not, I'm not saying abortion's okay. Like, right. Like as a blanket, it's just fine anytime and whatever. Right. But yeah, I can't, well, you can never control people. Mm-hmm. And stuff like, and it's just like, well, I mean, people are going to go do it. I mean, people are going to get it done. It's going to happen. I mean, like, granted, I get, like, tax dollars not going to it and stuff. And, you know, there's stuff like that that people don't agree with, and they don't want their money going toward that. Um, But then we also talked about, like, Jesus, you know, basically, like, telling the people, like, pay your taxes, right, Um, is essentially what he said. Uh, Give Caesar what's Caesar's. Um, And in that way... In that time period, the, the you know, the uh, Roman Empire was oppressing the Jews. So basically, they'd be paying; they're paying the Roman Empire <laughs> to oppress their people. Right. Right. So, you know, Jesus knew this, right? But he still said to, "Hey, you know, pay your taxes." You know, so it's like we don't agree with everything the government does and the way they spend the money, and it could be for horrible things. But it's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that makes if that gives us the right to just like. And granted, we have voting rights. Fine. Um, yeah. I guess I'm just annoyed at the system. I, I don't like that there's two two candidates. I don't like that like we have to like put all of our issues that we believe in one bucket or the other, and it's just like whichever one well, that, holds the most of our issues. Like right. it's just yeah. so stupid. Um, that's that's what makes it dicey because if if we're called to choose people, then no matter where you fall on the scale of left or right, you're not choosing people because you're always leaving one side of it out, right? So it's like, 
<clears throat> with the system of how you vote for people and based on things you believe in, there's always going to be disagreement. Mm -hmm. But it comes to a fault where you allow your political preference to overtake your call to love people. And yeah. that's where, yeah. like, I can't fathom how a pastor would justify telling his congregation who to vote for. Well, stuff. Cause I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, we saw a lot of it during the pandemic where there's a lot of pressure from governments and especially to pay, you know, depending on where you lived, um, you know, not being able to, to gather or to worship. Right. So it's pretty clear. It's like, it would go against the constitution and just right to peaceably assemble, right. To worship like any God you choose, stuff like that. So like, we kind of saw this weird, like, and I'm not, this isn't like a, like for or against the shutdowns. This is just, just talking about, I think we know where you stand. The, uh, <laughs> well, I think it's pretty clear that Jesus said not to be afraid of sickness and disease, but that's fine. Um, either way, um, like we saw where there was this pressure from governments to come in and try to dictate the way or how or when we worshiped or whatever. You had certain people um, bringing in kind of more so political activists and, and it just didn't, I'm sure it didn't happen a lot, but a lot of, I saw plenty of videos where it's like pretty big name dudes at pretty big churches and yeah, they've got, basically you know, telling people. That, so, you know, you know, it's when it's, when it's a Republican activist or talking, you know, head coming in, it's like, well, he's not, he's not, trying to promote people to be open-minded it's yeah, yeah it's, it's clearly you know, this is what's happening and we need to make a stand biased because it's you know because i would say if, if you're known as a person that's pushing the republican party or the democrat party first then you're already in the wrong as a christian you're as saying. a christian right yeah. it's not always that they push it first they just sneak it in there well the hard part <laughs> is some of these guys get paid very well to do it yeah so there's that challenge, but, but yeah. I think about, so like kind of to the, the whole, the hot button abortion topic. Like, I think we, we touched on it briefly and we can talk a little bit more about today if you guys want, but like the church abdicating some of its like roles in a community, you know, where like, imagine if the church had a really real president presence in like some of these, like more kind of like lower because just look at the statistics where you see a lot more of the abortions happening stuff like that like what if the church had a real presence and girls knew like hey if you don't think you're up to raise a child but you'd still want to have this baby like we have like imagine if the church just stepped up and just really took off with like adoption and stuff like that for for girls who are like i don't know if i can raise this kid and so then they think that's their only choice when we talked it more in the sense of, you know, if the church would have kind of walked out the way Jesus told we were supposed to be kind of the social safety net, you know, we wouldn't have half of the country looking at, you know, these problems saying we need the government to solve all this. No, I mean, it's just a lazy way to look at it. It's just like, all right, well, if we really believe that, you know, um, you know, an abortion just is like an easy way out. A lot of people just aren't thinking, you know, just and just try to get them to, um, you know, just kind of understand what they're, I mean, the decision they make, if they just decide to make the decision, they just make the decision. But um, the church does a horrible job at like having that plan. Like for, I mean, yeah, especially, I mean, that'd be crazy. That'd be a, a uh, that'd be really the church taking it head on. And that's like, you know, hey, if, if you're just nervous about having a plan for this child, 
mm-hmm. you know, we can, we can help with that. We can find a home or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that, that's, that's just an active approach more so than just like telling people that it's bad. It shouldn't happen. We need to make laws against it. Right. Like with anything we've talked about, it's just kind of a life theme and it's just like the way we were, we, we are. And it's just, it's just like, you tell us we can't do something almost makes us want to do it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to find out a way, find a way to do it anyway. They're just going to drive over to the next state or you're going to have people like you were saying before, have people like move to States where like they're more comfortable with like the positions they have on different laws and all this stuff. I'm like, that doesn't help anything mm-hmm. that separates us more that. And so at, that, at one point, what you just have like, strictly red states and blue states and like is then like how does that bring anyone together well to me it feels like we're kind of already there like you have some states that are very much so um well it's just the 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 local that's how we like to draw it out for sure the I mean, local kind of states sure, and yeah, stuff yeah. that would be red and um and then just it's the it really just approach. it's really big city versus small city you know, right. big city, you have a lot of people thinking the same way and a lot more progressive minded. I mean, you've got your rural communities, a lot more traditional, Yeah, you know, and again, I mean, it's just part of that's culture too. Like if you grew up out in the country and you, you know, you're from a small town, um, and it's not real normal to have abortions, like for that specific topic, like it's for sure, it's going to be huge. But then you look in major cities and like, that's maybe one of the saddest things now is that because Cause when I, you know, whether or not your stance on it, you know, when they first like legalized it, like the whole point was like safe, legal and rare. Right. Yeah. Like it's the same, not the same, but a similar sense of like the whole, the drug conversation. It's like, well, if you legalize it, you're actually giving a better chance that it's actually going to be regulated and probably safer right. than like street version. That's probably a terrible example. No, but, I mean, that's... um, but again, you know, it's, I think unfortunately because it's so common, like most people, I'm sure they'll, they'll be ashamed of it probably, or it just hurts that they had to do that. But I think it's more or less an afterthought for a lot of young kids. Like I had yeah. an experience where, cause I grew up super, um, uh, religious or Christian, you know, it was just very, you know, strict biblical morals kind of upbringing. And so my whole life, if you would ever ask me, I was like, yeah, pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, senior year, the girl I was, um, dating at the time and all of a sudden, um, she was a girl I lost my virginity too. And all of a sudden she's like five weeks late and we're just like, Oh my gosh, freaking out. Just, I'm just like, I, I can't tell my, like what, like there's no chance. Yeah. And so it's like my world's like collided. Cause I was just like never in a million years would I thought I'd be in this position. Mm-hmm. And then until you're actually in it, you're just like, I mean, I couldn't think of anything to say except just like, look, I, this is impossible. I, I'll support whatever you choose to do. Yeah. And I would never even have thought I would entertain it until like you're in it, which is, I think the, the, the first thing we got to do is just stop standing on the sidelines and pointing at each other and just calling her evil yeah. for thinking like that's okay. Or it's like, put yourself in that person's shoes and have compassion first, at least. And, you know, I think it's easy for people to stick to their extreme convictions, third party. And then we yeah. can get into the whole concept of like, you know, if you're having like multiple abortions, it's like, okay. Well, at one point it's at some recreational point, and that's just. We just, I, I think like Luke brought up earlier, you can speak more to it, but we just don't value um, sex and monogamy, you know, like the way that's outlined in scripture, according to the creation of, you know, 
Genesis account, all that stuff. Like I was listening to someone talk about it and it's like, even though for the most part, most of us would be considered monogamous. Like someone was talking about, it's like 50 years ago. That was a different term. Like, it's like you meet someone when you're young and it's like that person for life. Now we think monogamy is like, well, just one at a time. Which is, yeah. Was that a Ted talk? I forget where it was. It was some like foreign lady. (laughs) Now that's a different definition. The the literal word change definitions. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So it's like, and I, I mean, shoot, I get it. Like I've, had many multiple girlfriends and stuff like that. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just part of culture, but yeah, I mean, we just, we just don't value things. So like the hard part is friend and I had a conversation, like a Christian guy from the church had a conversation about this one day. It was just, it was mm-hmm. like, it was like, can you imagine like, I mean, people in the Bible, like, you know, he's like, I talked to my wife. It's like, they have mul- like, if we have multiple, if I have multiple wives, one could just clean the house all day while the other one works. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, then their, their, the their wife was like, that? their wife was like, yeah, maybe I could get on board with that. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then it's like he was like Dude. the other way around. It's like if I had a, like a, a best friend or something like that, and I just like hang out with them all the time, you know, because we're in this three way relationship. <laughs> He's just like, I could probably do that. <laughs> See, that would be the. It's just hilarious, like because it's it's because like <clears throat> it really it's it's cultural, right? I mean, right. you know, it's just like polygamy would probably be more accepted if more people did it. I mean, it's just yeah. hilarious. Um, it seems messy. Yeah. It, I, it, it is, uh, yeah. I heard a guy um, navigate that, but. just, uh, ex- just talk through cause he had experiences with being like polygamous or polyamorous or sure. whatever the terminology is. And, um, it, it was fascinating because just like, just kind of ex- experiencing it through his experience and just his thoughts and, you know, fast forward now he's, he's in a monogamous relationship and he's like, he's super happy. He thinks he's, you know, it's the one, whatever. But what he just talked about, how much he learned about himself through the process of trying to be in a polygamous type relationship where it's like, it sounds great, like to have, you know, mm-hmm. multiple partners or stuff. And it's like, you can you spend time with one and you can't start to miss the other one or, you know, whatever. I mean, he was just talking about his, like his examples with, right. you know, his example with it. And yeah. But the moment that like he's home on a Wednesday night and he's like, Hey, you know, you want to do something? She's like, nah, I'm going to go hang out with Steve. And you're just like, then oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it all. Like, of a sudden. It's just, well, right. All like right. it's cause it's funny. You, you really, you really like break down, break it down. And this could be just cause of uh, power dynamics, but it's like, I don't know if there any time in history that like, was common for women to have multiple husbands. Or maybe that's just because as the physically stronger, you know, sex, we just, we weren't really like, we, I don't know. That's we funny. were typically the oppressor. For everyone listening, we're not taking any position on any of this. Yeah. This is just purely just thought puke. But it's interesting though, because it forced him to like have to really confront his genuine raw emotions with that stuff where mm-hmm. most of us in, you know, monogamous, like single relationships. I mean, why, why is therapy such a big thing now? It's because we're just not really good at being real and expressing our emotions, our thoughts yeah. in a healthy, like not emotional way where we actually feel safe. And it's like, like, I love it. Like there's this guy I follow Joe Dispenza and he talks about like him and his wife have this thing where it's just like, all right, like you do realize you're in a rut. Okay. How long do you want to stay there? And do you want my help getting out? And it's like a genuine, real conversation. It's just like, what are you really upset about? And it's just such a, like, I don't know. I just feel like everything is so emotional now. And I just, I can't do that. Like once things get emotional, I'm just like, I check out. Yeah. I feel like we struggle enough as it is with just marriage. 
<laughs> sprinkling another human. It's kind of hard. There's no way it makes it easier. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Gabby, I'm I'm curious, just being a uh, a woman, if a church went and like just take a hard stance on abortion, and you were attending, obviously, um, how would that hit? I mean, would it like you Which being most churches you know, probably do? A lot of them would probably say stuff from the stage, yeah, like once in a while. Um, but anyway, mm. I was just curious. I wouldn't go back. To, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think that fifty percent of our country should be told like that they don't have a right to choose. Like, I mean, getting, having birth is, I mean, life and death. Like, so to not have that choice, like you're like, you're not, you're not even like a citizen anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just tricky. Cause like there's, there's just the whole concept of, I feel like in wanting to be super understand, understanding or compassionate, I feel like we totally just avoid the reality of like, okay, and it, I don't know the stats, but in a small amount of abortions, it could have been like there could have been rape or something at fault, right? Sure. And which is horrible, obviously. And I think the hardest part is as it's just becoming more socially acceptable, it's it's inevitably like like removing consequence from like decisions mm-hmm. where it's just like a lot of probably older traditional people will be like, okay, well, did you decide to have sex? Did you know this could happen? You know, you made your bed. Now you sleep in it type of a thing where yeah. a lot of that's where a lot of people would lie. And I think also it, people can give the lazy response, the counterpoint to that, that it's just like, well, what about the rape example? And you're like, okay, obviously it's hard. Like, cause does that, I mean, in Jesus mind, like thinking about the way that he feels about the innocent and the children. It's like, I can't imagine Jesus ever. Like I, you know, I think about the woman caught in adultery or whatever. He like first restores her, but then he tells her like, go on your way and sin no more kind of a thing. Yeah. And I don't, I just, don't, I mean, he never, it would says be impossible. Yeah. yeah Cause it would just wasn't really for, so who knows? People but, just go with the, you shall not murder or whatever. And then they consider a life once the heart beats. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what they, that's what they kind of hang on. Well, and one of um, the big, like one of the big things that people always go back to is like, uh, if you kill a pregnant woman, you get double murder, you get double homicide. So it's like, we consider it. Mm-hmm, so like, oh, we'll it, consider it actually it a, double homicide. Mm-hmm, so we'll consider it a life for that situation. And then, huh. So, it's, but again, it's just that impossible thing where it's like culturally we've moved so far away from just kind of a God centric kind of a, a, you know, approach to life where my thing is when it's just tough, when you talk about like, I feel like a common misconception with God and how he like commands and gives laws that it's like, you have to do this or else you'll be punished mm-hmm. versus, Hey, I'm giving you this for protection. So like if, like what we talked about earlier, like, so God in his creation designed sex to be enjoyed by a married couple. We can see that as punishment. Like, come on, it's not that bad. We're just having fun, whatever. But if you use it according to how he's designed it, things like abortion don't happen. Things like rape, they're, they're terrible, but they don't happen if it's. Well, that's used every according. single person. Yeah, yeah. This is a giant the theory, the, theoretical. Yeah. yeah, but that's 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 the point of it. Like, it's it's for protection, not yeah, not for like you must do this or else. So, yeah, you could see as we 
take his laws of protection and disregard them, how it can lead to terrible things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's personally one of those things where, I mean, I think there's a certain period of time you could probably define, I mean, me personally, again, I'm not my body. I'm not a woman, but like, there's probably a certain period of time, like where if you find out you can define it and, and whatever, if that's truly what you choose, like, I'm not going to be the Lord of your thoughts, right? I can't do that. You know, I can't force anyone to do anything. Um, but then, you know, it's just uh, that, of course, that like that lady that goes and gets nine abortions or whatever and brags about it, you know, she's just a piece of shit. Like, you know, you're not going to change her. Um, but and I think most people can see what's wrong with that. I feel like she can be a piece of shit, but she should still have that right. She should have a right to be a piece of shit. Because if she doesn't, yeah. I mean, you're taking away her, you're taking away their freedom. Like, mm-hmm. Don't they, I think they legit might do something if you've had like... Uh, maybe I'm just totally making that. No, up. but I'm saying at that. that point, just get a freaking hysterectomy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, no. And so that's my point. Yeah. She might be a piece of shit, but it's like, I mean, I can't, you know, we can't say like, so if, if, if we're like a Christ follower and we believe, you know, Hey, this, the text says this, and this is how I want to operate to please God. I'm not going to force that on someone else. Who's not a Christ follower. Right. I mean, I can't, I can't do that. Right. And I think people try to like make laws and legislate to where they could try to do that. And it's just like, well, I may think that that decision's wrong, but I mean, should you still have that right? Like, yeah, probably. I mean, so, and the, the definitions get all weird between whatever and how long and full term, full term, full term and all that stuff. But well, then you get into some weird territory also now where the more and more we're, we're, growing technologically where it's, it's, I don't know if we've legit started doing this yet, but you know, something where it's like your child, like we're pretty confident this child will be born with like, whether it's down syndrome or something like that. Like where, I mean, what do you even approach that? It's just like, do we, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Like how acceptable is that going to become where it's just like, okay, obviously to do what, if you were to terminate the pregnancy, more so because of like what when you go to when you go to the hospital when you go to the hospital uh not hospital a, like when a, you go to the like ob doctor right which is the one that you check in with like during the pregnancy um i forget how many weeks it is uh, it's 12 or 14 weeks i forget um but they will do a test to see if the kid has like down syndrome or has mm-hmm. a high chance of one of these you know type things to where basically you can make the choice to abort the baby if you want, if you feel like it's going to just be a problem its whole life. Right. Um, I mean, we've just refused to get those tests, so we don't even get them. Um, well, yeah, if it's someone that genuinely wants a child, yeah. I don't think that's going to stop them from having that child. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't have stopped us. So we just didn't get the test. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it, it gets it's getting to that point where yeah, you can like see ahead of time, you know what t- type of deformities or whatever would happen and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting thing. I mean, if, if if birth control is at a place where like you could just guarantee you don't get pregnant until like you know, hey, I'm deciding to have kids, and then like they hook something up to your brain or something, and then like okay, you can have kids now. <laughs> it's just like that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be nuts. But it wasn't in the Old Testament. It wasn't like all birth control looked down on, though. Like any type of like. Like any sort of contraceptive. 
even like wasting your seed was. I don't know. I'll like, tell you right now, though. We need to start the masturbation thing. I don't you, know. Have you seen the verses on that? Oh, really? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know, but that it, is like, hilarious. It displeased God for people to like waste their seed. I, here's a political cause the church needs to get behind, or just people is we need to start harvesting these stem cells out of not out of live fetuses or babies, but like can't, aren't there a bunch in the placenta? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, what people are we doing people dude? uh people uh freeze dry that and put it into pill form and take them for what? Because they're full of stem cells. So dude, that's like Tony, like Tony Robbins' whole new book is help you basically help. some dudes will drink like. Breast milk. That one's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like, but stem cells are like, like Kobe, I remember. That's interesting. Yeah, that may go into the fetish realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember at times Kobe would be going overseas to get sort of like stem cell type treatments because we just, mm-hmm. I don't know I've why in America we just don't do it. It's yeah, got to, well, because yeah, Tony, Tony went to Panama. It. Yeah. I think it's starting to become more common but it's like they're so hard to, to get a hold of they're super clinic. expensive a lot of people going to that panama clinic dude i'm just like <laughs> dude this is like the the secret like what are yeah. we not, we all should be on this stuff i'm getting hot what does it do what does it do for you it's basically just like embryotic right like well, cells that are so like stem cell, days old stem cells uh they're essentially i mean and i'll probably screw this up so everyone do your own research um but they're they're basically in a form before they have a purpose or know what they're supposed to be doing so if you can inject stem cells into a place of your body, for example, a lot of times like do it for bad knees or shoulders and there's a plate like a muscle or a torn tendon or something like where to like your body needs extra support, they'll just take on that function naturally. Um, people, people have done it intravenously, intravenously. So like they'll do it through IV, like with a bag. And so that it goes through your blood and basically just like the idea is that the cells will just go to wherever they're needed. And so that's kind of like, it's like Uno having a wild card. You know what I'm saying? So well, could that come into play with like um, diseases? Like, like Yeah, sure. Yeah. But the pro so like. What to who? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's another one of those red tape things where like. Cause some like people, nuclear energy and stuff. Yeah. Some people are just. So scared. Yeah. Because they don't want to kill babies. Like because it's because of some, whoever did this originally. It's those Hollywood elites drinking yeah. the baby blood. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Where are my QAnon people at? Oh, man. That's... Let's link up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Justin's not QAnon. Just so you know. Sleeper um, cell. I don't need to be getting that. <laughs> what is that happening? Kind of heat. <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. So another funny thing. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I'm just totally joking. Seizure so in his another, apartment about to happen. Yeah. Right. Another, another interesting thing that I don't know if it's necessarily politics getting into the church, but... I saw a lot of places where um, different pastors or like self-proclaimed prophets basically had like uh, prophecies about like the 2020 election and how it's like the the Lord has told me that Trump will have a second term. And then now it's like, well, Trump is still going to have a second term. And like there's a whole bunch of people who are just like convinced that people that like say the world's ending. I mean, 2012. Here it's ending. It's well, they're, the mind calendar. They're convinced that somehow they're there's like, going to be some oh, wait, no, coup. No, it's this date now. And they were going to somehow put Trump back. No, it's in this date office? now. Yeah. Um, yeah. When are we going to call these people out for being false prophets? I mean, well, a lot of them did kind of have to eat eat it, and then um, part of the some part of the challenge with that stuff for me is that like when whenever 
whenever like you see the prophets in the old Testament coming out against like a government or like Elijah, like what he, with the prophets of Baal, like kind of going up against, was it Ahab and Jezebel were those the Kings at the time? I don't know. Not so, but like, it was like the, the prophet's role wasn't just to like predict the future. It was like meant to like give a warning sign to the nation that like, if you don't turn from your ways, like doom is coming. And so I don't know where it's like that ties in with like, you know, trying to, predict the next political but the hard part is no, like predicting anything is a useless exercise i mean we're supposed to be ready at any point for anything like mm-hmm. right like so it just it doesn't matter who's in the office it doesn't matter you know when you think the end of the world's gonna be it's almost like you could claim that it's not biblical to even try to guess the end of the world like we're not supposed to know yeah i mean that's no, a whole like, different you, pod there's it's no way it's like the obsession know. within times it's like dude why do you even care like are you yeah. trying to like time the game so you don't have to really try and then it's like end times all right let's put on my big boy pants time right. to really do it now i like, gotta i gotta repent at 11 47 p.m right before the, <laughs> yeah and so yeah i i don't get that but but getting back to the politics thing i don't you could say like so what happens i think a lot of it is again like i think it's it's a lot of this media that is 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 training people in fear. Like, I, I think it's just, it's yep. really just instilling a lot of fear, especially, and it's easy to do with conservatives because I, I would say by definition, a lot of conservatives don't like change. Like, right. They like the kind of how things have been. There's a lot of issues with that. There's Very also issues change, on the yeah. other side. Right. So that's why kind of there's a tug of war. But when you tell them things are changing, we're bringing people over the border and busting them to all these cities and, you know, we're doing this and that. And, and all of a sudden, like all these like talking points that are fear-based are mm-hmm. being told to all these people who listen to like three hours a day of this conservative talk radio, their whole lives. Mm-hmm. They listen to, you know, conservative news media, wherever they get it. Um, and not that there are a lot of people that just have like their head on their shoulders, like, you know, and that, that you may not agree with what they say, but they're pretty fair. Like, you know, I would say, I mean, Ben Shapiro, a lot of people hate him, but like, I think, you know, he's at least done his research. No, he does his like, research. He knows the others. He, he, bring, he brings well. valid arguments. Right. And, and like, you know, he's polarizing, of course, you know, because of his hard stance and a lot of issues. Um, but you know, he's, he's a good communicator. He's a good person. Like, it's like, you know, um, and he's not sitting there trying to like, he's not trying to like fear monger all the time. Now, granted, like there are some talking points on, I would say on that right wing side where it's, I mean, a lot of people are really just trying to scare people into voting their, their part for their party. Um, and so what I'm saying, I, I said all that really to say that a lot of these pastors, you know, in, in small churches and even big churches, I mean, are listening and consuming this type of media. Mm-hmm. So it's going to naturally come out on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. So they, in a sense, have just polarized themselves so much that it's just like, they're just going to attract and repel what they've been trained to do. Like, right. They're, they're mm-hmm. training, you know, to do that. So it's, um, and I, and I have seen like pastors that are kind of more like centered to like, they're pretty like in tune with both sides and like, just really kind of non-biased. It's rare. I wish it existed more. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like right now it's just the majority of Christians are kind of grouped on this one political ideology for the most part. And then everyone else kind of in the, like, it's just, I feel like there should, 
if Christians were to represent kind of like, you know, what we see in culture, it's just like, we should be everywhere. It's like, we should have all kinds of thoughts. It Mm -hmm. should be okay to have thoughts. I think there's a lot of people in that group that have thoughts they don't want to talk about. Right. And I think they're scared to just because people will just judge them or have a different view of them or get kicked out of the church or whatever, you know, their extreme like fear would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just feels yeah. like now it's it's essentially just a lesser of two evils. Like this two party system is just, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate because I don't, you know, is there ever going to be kind of an independent person that comes out that somehow is able to keep up with the spending and these like war machines of like, you know, I mean, have we ever elected someone that didn't come from one of those major parties? No one's going to vote for them. Well, that's what's annoying. You're just like, why do we just? Get that on mic, Gabby. Like, we just need... Ain't nobody gonna vote for them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, just, we just need, like... Uh, I don't know, because it's... it's it just feels like now it's it's like one party gets into power, and then the other party's entire goal is to make sure that they don't do anything, and then they just try to, like, look at them and call them, like, wicked, try to get the power back, Yeah. and then it just reverses. Like, we've just... Yeah. There's no. Who was, that, who was that lady that ran last election? Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the other lady? I'm trying to remember. Who? No, uh, oh, I'm forget. I'm not gonna remember. She was on the. I Democrat liked her. Ticket though. Yeah. Joe. She was probably like Joe. We tight. Yeah, just it's too Better bad. Better than the you current wish. Joe. <sighs> oh no, she did it. Our. <laughs> our incredibly competent, fearless commander in chief. Uh, and here comes Justin. Here it comes. No. I just like to give compliments. Here comes the role. All right. This is my. I think my job is to like rein everyone in from their uh, their biases. Right, Justin. <laughs> I just call it like a sit. Uh, regardless. Like, of- so I hear you uh, and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. have you never experienced anyone like? Come up with like political stuff from the stage at all. Mm-mm. Our our lead pastor is very much. Have you been? Have you been to like just this church basically? Like since you've been saved, has it been just this church, or have you been to several churches? Yeah, I mean, this is the one I've been a member of. Okay, I'm just curious. Yeah, I haven't been a member of it. What were you saying about your lead pastor? Uh, he he takes the stance of people instead of a party, so. It's kind of like one of those things where I feel like people just wish that he would say something. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what are you even trying to get? I don't know. To me, it's just a whole heart thing. Well, the fact that one... you have, because I think it's common for, because it was all these people that I, that I was talking about are being, are polarized. Yeah, and if they and go they to your church, to be... they want the pastor to validate that. Yeah. And he just won't. Yeah. Because it's not uh, I like biblical. That. It's I like just that a like... lot. Yeah. I mean, because the reality is Jesus died for Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, for sure. So what are we talking about? You know? Yeah, and uh, I, I hate just how, like, when people talk about certain issues that not everyone may agree with, you just isolate people. Yeah. Like. Also, the reality is Jesus died for the aborted baby and the woman who got the abortion. You know? Yeah. Like, every—Jesus uh, died for— people in Ukraine and soldiers in Russia. Right. Like it's crazy when you start thinking about it in those. Right. And that makes a lot of people every human. Yeah, so when you put like names and faces on the word human, it's like you understand the gravity of how the call for us to love and reach everyone is so is meant to be everyone, right? Yeah. So 
Well, and you I just won't die on a hill. I, yeah. I've taken the stance of I'm not. The only hill I'm going to die on is the one that Jesus built. So, yeah, that's just me. I mean, no, that's good. Makes, I mean, that's a healthy perspective. I mean, because at that point, I didn't mean to say isolate. I meant to say you were excluding when you talk about one side or the other. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have opinions and I have thoughts, sure. but I will never let that override my mission. Right. So, yeah. No, that's healthy. I th- I think that's healthy. Well, it's yeah, and you're, it's kind of sad. I mean, I know of um, like Sean Foyt was uh, pretty. He was a worship leader that was pretty big during the pandemic, and his whole thing uh, was I think it was called Let Us Worship. He just traveled from city to city, and basically uh, would put on just worship nights outside when we weren't really allowed to gather and stuff like that. I love that. And then I think before that, he actually tried to run um, for Congress, I believe, in California. And mm. I don't think he won. But that's the sad. Yeah, you just wish that, like, more like, well, you call them spiritual leaders or whatever. It's just like, if you want to influence this stuff, I mean, like, I mean, so maybe someone needs to put their money where their mouth is and just try to, if you have really strong convictions, you know, we don't really have anyone. I mean, do we have anyone in Congress that was like, um, like, I'm sure you could look up people that were like pastors or something that eventually made their way into politics. If you believe you Maybe. can like help change, I bet it's pretty uncommon now. But I bet back in the day, there's probably be a good a amount. Loose definition. Yeah. Well, a lot or of even like a lot a of poli- a lot of uh, a lot of people in Congress and and um, you know, people that took those like politician uh, type positions had full time jobs. It was a limited. It was a limited uh, term. Like it was like for a certain number of months and then they went back to their jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just an interesting system. I mean, that's a totally different conversation, but just, you know, the experiment that is the United States of America, it's obviously it's, I mean, people can debate, but it's, I, I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather live, but you have a lot of, like you said, a lot of traditionalists that are like, this is, yeah. I could. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but I mean, again, kind of similar. You have people that are super opposed to change because they're just like, this is how we got here. And it's okay. Well, culture is different. The world's different. Does that mean we should revisit these things? And if so, who's the person that gets to decide or what's the group of people that gets to decide what changes and what stays the same? It's kind of, I don't know. Well, we're not going back and starting over at this point. Right. Well, we're like, how how many years? It was 1776? Seven, yeah, so we're, what, 250 Shout years almost, Hamilton. right? Can yeah, you with stuff. me on that? <laughs> so we're almost like 250 Pardon years me. into this thing. Burr, sir? And it's really interesting. Like, when you look up, like, a lot of uh, other civilizations that kind of, once you hit that, like, two to 300-year mark, where it's like you have, like, cause at this point, have like, we, we, at least on the home homeland, it's been relatively peaceful. Like, obviously... Yeah. 9-11 was horrible, you know, that's, you know, but, um, they usually say around two, once you get past like 200, 300 years, like things just kind of start getting a little nutty just because it's like, we've been living in peace for so long that like young people, like, like we kind of have the liberty to have like weird problems now where like throughout most of history, you're just like, you're literally just like fighting for your freedom. In case anyone was wondering, and I know you were all wondering, um, in the year 2060, we will officially have been longer. Well, we would have existed longer as a country than we would have, like, from the time we were discovered when we became a country. Nice. You talking 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Uh huh. Mm. Interesting, huh? That is 
interesting. Very interesting. So we'll be alive. Go us. Yeah. Hopefully. It's basically, you get to that point where it's like, I'm almost like that in, uh, uh, from when, well, I'm past that from when my wife and I met, but like, we'll have been married for over half of our lives when we're like 42. That is crazy. That's sick. Yeah. So it's just like Cindy basically that. that too. Yeah. If we yeah, live to be a hundred, we'll be married for 75 years. That's my personal goal. That's, I think that's you want to live to be a hundred. Well, I don't. I think it'd be sick, but I also hopefully just in good die. health. As, yeah, as long as you live well. Yeah, I want to die at the same exact time as Sydney. Christina said something like that the other day, and I was like, or at least I like guess, right on each other's tail. It's like I guess isn't we could that a make pretty that, common thing? I guess we could make that happen, but I probably frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make it happen. Like, I so think can we just like drive a... as fast as we can on the Pacific Coast Highway and just you know hit some loose gravel? Oh my God. I don't know. If that's how I want to go out. <laughs> just, just take it right off that a cliff. Dark quick. Well, it is. It's kind of a cliff. I don't know. Not I want to. If I make it that, that long, man, I want to go in some crazy like. Nah, I'm not going to say that. Run. <laughs> yeah, some wild like out of body kind of experience. If you could find just, out just how you died, right would you want to know? No. Or, uh, or if you could find out when. No, when? To, no. no to either. For sure not. Good for I don't because if so. you knew it was this way, I mean, every time you did that, I know. you would You're avoid doing saying. that thing. Yeah, for it's sure. Like you, you drown. It's like, all right, I'm living on a mountain where there's no water, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a car accident. Yeah. How you do you get never, from A to B? Any right? Yeah. I don't know when. <laughs> well, it should be like I'm, screw cars. Yeah. Torture. I'm walking everywhere. I'm walking everywhere. Hey, babe, I bought a bike. Don't ask questions. <laughs> and then the car hits you while you're on the bike. Oh it's still a car accident. <laughs> That's why there's flight options to Tampa from here. <laughs> <laughs> For all those people that know they're going to die in a car wreck. Straight up, yeah. straight down. <laughs> That's funny. That is wild. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I think I think largely we're kind of I mean, on the same page on this one. Um, you know, politics and church don't really uh, don't really mix well. Um, especially when, you know, we really want to love and include everyone, you know, it's just can't be doing that. Um, but yeah. So any final thoughts? I mean, we'll kind of end this one right around an hour or Wow. Look at us. Look at us. We're getting better. Yay. And we did. Okay. So I took this off. I was wearing this shirt. I don't wear the same shirt two days in a row. We recorded two podcasts in one day. Prove right. it. Prove Forgive it. us. We will post this on a separate day though. <sighs> I gave it up. Sorry. It's okay. Just if we're ever wearing the same stuff, it's because we recorded multiple in one day. We talk a lot. We do, and we talked a lot. after the last one. We talked like an hour over there too. <laughs> so a lot of talking today. But y'all talk a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. Appreciate you listening to all of our rambling and everything like that. Again, our goal here is just to uh, express ideas, just have you know some creative thoughts and how we think about things, our experiences. Um, and yeah, hopefully the website will be up soon again, uh, in the next week, I'm giving myself a little more time. Sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, we will see you later.